Get ready for unique, rare, and little-known treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to The Amazing World of Radio with Adam Graham. Welcome to The Amazing World of Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Our summer series continues, brought to you by the support of our Patreon supporters at patreon.greatdetectives.net. The original air date on this episode is July the 30th of 1950, and the title is Story of the Unknown Mission. Until now, this story has been top secret. Top Secret, starring gorgeous Ilona Massey in transcribed dramas of intrigue and espionage. Stories of the Baroness Karen Gazer, who fought for liberty and justice and freedom as bravely as any soldier anywhere. Tonight, as Assignment 8, the story of the unknown mission. A story until now, Top Secret. Assignment 8 took place in Rome, the Eternal City. Part of the story will remain forever buried, shrouded in mystery, concealed in fear, lost in the past. My instructions came by coded short wave from London. Instructions to be obeyed instantly, without hesitation, without question. Baroness Karen Gazer, Club Ovia, Rome, top secret priority A, number 478489, by code... Baron Emile de la Seppe, Duc de Valencourt, arrives Rome, Wednesday stop. Urgent and vital, you take Action 7 at once. Action 7 was a code phrase meaning murder. I was fortunate in having, as an assistant, a young man named Victor... He had been born in Rome, educated in America, and just recently sent by U.S. intelligence to Italy. We discussed the assignment in my dressing room at the Club Ulpia. Emile Valancourt is suspected of being a Nazi agent working through Vichy, France. But Action 7, there's nothing to go on, nothing. Spies aren't supposed to ask questions, Karen. To kill someone I've never met without knowing why or anything. Intelligence in London knows what it's doing. I'm not questioning that. I'm only asking why. If the infantry asked why, we'd lose the war. What do you know about this man? In 1938, I visited him for a week at his house in Cannes. It's an old French title, and he's very rich. He has an estate in Rome on the Via Patrizzi. How old is he? He's about 38. Have you any idea what his mission to Rome might be? Only that it'll be vitally important. Under perfect manners and great charm, he's as tough as steel. He uh, has only one weakness. What? Women. Oh, I see. And he arrives tomorrow? Yes. Do you know him well enough to ask him to the club tomorrow night? I think so. I think he'd be glad to hear from me. In the meantime, find out as much about him as you can. Why he's here, what he's doing, his habits, his hobbies, everything. Right. Action 7 on a French baron is no ordinary assignment. In case I'm caught, you better alert the underground. I may have to leave Italy quickly. Right. Anything else? No, I... Except... Except what? 
I wish we had proved that he's an enemy agent. It is hard for a woman, without knowing why, to murder. Luigi, you've done very well. The estate is in splendid condition. Thank you, Your Grace. I'll be in Rome several weeks. You'd better open the entire house. It is something important, eh? This mission that brings you to Rome. A woman by the name of Karen Geza. She's singing in the Club Ulpia. Ah, in the Foro Romano. Yes. She's an Allied spy. We are to, uh... To, uh... Yes. Ah, Your Grace, I know a dozen ways. She's no ordinary woman, Luigi. She has made a fool out of German intelligence. Four times when they thought they had her, she has escaped from special Gestapo operatives. But, Your Grace, this is Italy. If you expose her as a spy here, she will be arrested and shot. That is the last thing Berlin wants. Huh? But why? Because she is in possession of documents which, if they were to fall into the hands of the Italian government, would prove embarrassing to Berlin... Secondly, we are not anxious to have stories circulate in Rome of how a woman made fools out of the German secret police. I see. No fuss, no publicity. The police here will be taken care of by Berlin. Her death will be ignored, provided it is handled quietly. Oh, Your Grace, I know a dozen ways. Uh, curare on an orchid pin. The old trick with the stirrup. Uh, does she ride? Control yourself, Luigi. I must meet her first. Oh, a singer at the Club Ulpia should not be hard to meet. Not hard at all. Oui. C'est lui qui parle. Victor! Comment ça va, mon ami? But of course I want to see you. Well, what about tonight? Any way you wish. I hear there is a singer at the Club Ulpia who is the sensation of Rome. You know her. Oh, splendid. Yes, yes, I'll meet you at the club, Elpia, at eight. Right. Au revoir. Uh, Luigi, sometimes I think Le Bon Dieu must watch over me especially. That was Victor Mandius. We are dining at the club, Elpia, tonight. He and our Baroness Geza are friends. Oh, then you will meet her formally, eh? Yes. Then ask her to go riding, Your Grace. Ask her to go riding. Preparing the saddle takes time, Luigi. The apparatus is delicate. Oh, if necessary, I can work all night. Have you everything you need? Everything. If we rode tomorrow morning, could you... Uh... Oh, easily, easily. It worked very well on the young lieutenant. He died in 30 seconds. Ask her to go riding, you grace. Ask her to go riding. <laughs> Didn't I tell you she was beautiful? Victor, she is superb. Such skin, such teeth, and that dress. Uh, tell me, Victor, is Baroness fond of riding? Why don't you ask her? Will she come back to our table after her song? Perhaps. That depends on whether you amused her or not. Then uh, she will be back. Oh, she's going to sing now. Thank you. Thank you. As a compliment to His Grace the Duke de Valencourt, here is... Perhaps. Oh, you won't admit you love me, and so how am I ever to know you always tell me, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. A million times I've asked you, and then 
again. You only tell me, go Didn't I tell you? Not to be so beautiful and at the same time so gracious and friendly. She's coming over. Uh, Victor, couldn't you... Uh... Mm-hmm. Oh, you want a clear feel, Amy? <laughs> All right, I'll leave. Baroness, I am flattered beyond belief. No flattery was intended, Your Grace. To dedicate your song to me, please sit down. Thank you. Ah, oh, you were great, Karen. But if you'll excuse me, I think I'd better be running along now. Leaving so early, Victor? Yes, if you don't mind. I'm tired. Good night, Karen. Good night. Good night, Emile. We'll have lunch soon, huh? I'll ring in a day or two. Bonsoir, Victor. Good night. J'espère que votre âme s'effanouira comme une fleur d'amour pour moi. Your Grace, my French is somewhat rusty. In English, it is silly. French is the only language for love. Then I shall learn it. May I see you again? Whenever you wish. Tomorrow? Of course. Are you fond of uh, riding? I adore it. I keep a modest stable in Rome. Perhaps in the morning you would like to ride. Yes, and luncheon afterwards at my apartment. I want to learn all about you, what you think, and how you feel about the war. Then I will call for you at ten. Uh-huh. Uh, what are you looking at? Your, your hands. They are so firm, so strong. I have the most intense desire to to touch them. More coffee, Karen. No, thank you. Oh, what a wonderful morning. And what a beautiful house. I should like to spend the whole day on this terrace. You... You would prefer not to ride? Oh, on the contrary. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Luigi has chosen for you Belle Manoir. She's a sweet-tempered, but still spirited. Mm. We can ride around the estate. There's a wonderful view from the cliffs, 150 feet straight down to the sea. Ah, here comes Luigi now. Where may I change my clothes? Well, the maid took your bag to the front guest room. Come, I'll uh, show you. Oh, please don't bother. I can find it myself. And I won't be long. I can change into riding clothes in two minutes. Well, there's no hurry. Well, 
It is ready. She is to ride Belmanoir. The left stirrup? Yes. Show me. Where is she? Changing into riding clothes. She'll be a minute or two. Show me. Uh, her weight in the stirrup pulls down on the spring. The moment she gallops, the needle is forced through the saddle leather. Here. Just above her knee on the inside. It's a very fine hypodermic. Classic acid? Ah, yes. It took me all night to fix this saddle. She will die in 15 seconds. And there will not be a mark on her. The needle is very fine. I wish it was over. Why? I did not expect her to be like this. Uh, right toward the cliffs. There is a flat stretch there. The moment Belle Manoir gallops, she presses her full weight on the stirrup. It will happen. Did you bring my camera? Oh, no, no, I'll get it. Berlin would want proof. The body will have to be photographed. Ah, here she comes. I hope my horse isn't one of your solo animals. After all, you are the one who is the expert rider. Your grace, she And I should hate to have my neck broken on a day like this. I... Change the saddle, Luigi. Oh, oh, Emil, I'm so sorry. It is so long since I have been riding, I quite forgot to mention it. Change the saddle, Luigi. Forgive me, Luigi. My mother, the Countess, was very strict. Even to this day, I have never worn riding breeches in my life. Only skirts. I always ride side saddle. But, Your Grace, this is a special saddle. I, I worked all night to fix it for the Baroness. You heard what she said. We do not wish to waste the entire morning. This is side saddle in the stables. Get it. <laughs> Cliffs are magnificent. Oh, what a superb view. How far is it down there? Oh, about uh, 150 feet. Come, come right to the edge. All right. How green is the sea. And the spray on the rocks. From here, they look like pebbles. They aren't. If you look at it without blinking, it, it almost hypnotizes you. Try it. Look straight down and don't blink. <laughs> what a fanciful little thing you are, Karen. You, you can see pictures in the spray. Shapes. Ghosts, perhaps. Stand perfectly still and look down without blinking. Closer to the edge, Emil. Closer. He stood very still. The brilliant sun seemed to light his head like a, like a halo. Nothing moved. The horses grazing nearby seemed suddenly to freeze into statues. I brought my hand up slowly. He didn't notice. I could see the vein throbbing under the tanned skin of his neck. I could almost feel the blood surging through his body. My hand moved closer. I remembered my instructions. London had ordered this man's death. I braced myself. I could feel the heat of his back on the palm of my hand. My hand obeyed my brain. It fell to my side. I could not do it. That will do, Luigi. Remember your manners. But, Your Grace, you spent an hour with her on top of the cliffs. Surely you could have, well, a, a touch and she would have fallen. She was looking at pictures on the spray. 
She was what? You wouldn't understand. As a matter of fact, uh, there's something very strange in her attitude. Strange? It is too easy. I meet her casually. She immediately accepts my invitation to go riding. <laughs> Side saddle. An unforeseeable mistake. She seems so friendly, so... You are good-looking, a duke, rich, attractive. She is beautiful, a baroness, and rich, and attractive. I wonder if it is possible. If what is possible? That she really cares for me. You are dining with her tomorrow night? Yes. And strangely enough, I can hardly wait to see her again. Then tomorrow we will try the curare and the corsage pin. You must pin the corsage on yourself. Just a tiny scratch is enough. In ten hours she will be deathly sick, and in twenty she will be dead. It is such a pity. Your grace, this attitude is dangerous. I, I... You're right, Luigi. I am behaving like a schoolboy. Tomorrow there will be no slip-up. So what have you learned about him, Karen? Nothing, and I can't believe he's a Nazi. He's a French Nazi, and that's worse. I sent a message to London last night. About Emil? Yes. I asked for information, for proof. Why is he in Rome? Action 7 is serious stuff, Karen. They want results fast. They'll get them, but not fast. He's planning to stay in Rome several weeks, he told me. I shall do nothing until I hear again from headquarters. All right, you're the boss. There is something, something very strange in his attitude. Strange? It is almost too easy. I know him for an hour, and he asked me riding. Then dinner tonight. Does that surprise you? Yes, a little. You're a baroness. You're rich. You're attractive. He's a duke. And rich. And attractive? Very. To you, perhaps, Karen. To me, an enemy agent is an enemy agent. If you like, I'll do it. Until I get a reply from London, you'll do nothing. All right. If that's the way you want it. A few days won't matter. All right. You better go, Victor. It's a quarter to eight. He'll be here any moment. Leave the back way. There he is. Go through the kitchen and out the back way. I'll be in all evening, Karen, if anything happens. Just a moment. Good evening, Karen. Emil, come in. How absolutely stunning you look. White chiffon and emeralds. You're magnificent. Here, I brought you some flowers. Oh, thank you. How thoughtful. Put them on the table. I'll open it later. Uh, will you join me for a cocktail? Karen, come here. Yes? Closer. Oh, what is it? You're so beautiful. You, you, you shouldn't do that unless you mean it. I do mean it. Deeply, honestly. Karen, I... May I help myself to a drink? Yes, of course. What's the matter? Emily, something wrong? Something disturbing you? No. No, it is just that sometimes it is hard to know what one thinks and what one does not think. I, uh, you've forgotten your flowers. I had indeed. Well, open them. All right. I'm glad you're wearing white... Go with your gown. Oh, oh, Emil, they are gorgeous. Now, where should I wear them? In my hair, at my waist, or on my shoulder? No, no, shoulder. Here, let me pin them. All right. 
pinned them to the shoulder strap. Oh, yes. Well, what's the matter, Emil? Your hands are shaking. Hey, Karen, I... Well, what, what is it? Nothing. Are you ill? I hate corsage pins. They always have such enormous fake pearls, and, and I hate orchids. Emil, you crushed them. I don't want you to wear them. But they are beautiful. Here, give them to me. No. Emil, stop it. You'll break them to pieces. Have you gone crazy? Karen, let's get out of here. Let's go where there's music and people. You mean you deliberately, deliberately didn't let her wear them? I just couldn't do it. Not in her apartment. Not just at that moment. Surely it is possible to kill one frail woman without all this bungling. You'll mind your manners, Luigi. You're working for me, and I'd like you to remember that. And say it. Yes, your grace. See? Yes, he's here. Who is this, please? Uh, oh, uh, one moment. It's for you. I'm not at home. I said you were. Luigi, I am in charge here, and I'm not at home. You are not in charge here. Why, you impudent stupid... This is long distance from Berlin. Give it to me. Yes. No, not yet. Yes, I know. Who said she was leaving room? I see. Yes. Yes, I know. All right, by the end of the week at the latest. I guarantee it. Well, she must be disposed of by the end of the week. We will use the Mercati. If you do not mind sacrificing the car. No. Ask them on a picnic on Sunday. She and this, this Victor. At the last minute, you will be detained. You will insist they take the car and go without you. I will work out the details. All right. You'll go through with it this time. I've got to go through with it this time. Fill the Mercati with gas and have it washed. We'll do it on Sunday. This is her apartment here. Parked directly in front of the door. Yes, Your Grace. You're sure nothing can go wrong? Nothing... How long will it take you to connect it? Two minutes. Works from the accelerator? And only when the motor is running. The next time the accelerator is pressed down, it will start the clock mechanism. One hour later, the bomb explodes. Supposing they stop somewhere in Rome? The clock is connected through the ignition. The motor must be running for the clock to go. No matter where they go, they'll be out of the city in less than an hour. You used enough explosives? There will be nothing left. Nothing. Everything is ready except the wire connection to the accelerator. I can set that in two minutes. Uh, tell him the pedal is a little stiff. And I'll go on up to her apartment. Please don't apologize, Emil. And since you are kind enough to offer us the car, of course we'll go. Here are the keys, Victor, and the lunch is packed and in the back seat. Thanks, Emil. Sorry you can't come with us. I have an urgent appointment at the German embassy. We understand. Karen, would you mind if I stayed here a moment and telephoned? Not at all. Oh, Victor, the accelerator is stuck a little. Give it a good push when you start. Now, both of you have a good time, and I will see you at the club tonight. <laughs> He has an appointment at the German embassy. If I don't get a reply to my wire to London by tomorrow night, we'll act. Good. It's strange, driving his car and planning to kill him. Any Frenchman with his background who can throw in with the Nazis is... Well... I know. And now let's forget it. It's a beautiful day. 
We have a wonderful lunch. And a Mercari automobile worth at least $7,000. That's no reason to drive all day. Let's find a place quickly. I'm hungry. I know a place in the banks of the Tiber. Take us an hour, all right? Anywhere you like. But for this afternoon, let's forget about the war and just be glad we are alive. How long have they been out, Luigi? Over an hour. And it's over? Yes. Mickey, reservation for me at the Club Olpia tonight. Ask for the owner. His name is Guido. But she will not be there, Your Grace. I have been there every night for two weeks. It would be strange if on the day they were mysteriously killed, I stayed away. Gentlemen, your attention, please. I'm sorry to inform you that your beautiful Baroness Agueza will not appear this evening. Uh, there, will, uh, there will, however, be continuous music for the dancing. Guido. Guido. Ah, good evening, Your Grace. I heard your announcement. Is something wrong? I do not know. Where is she? She's never done this before. Never. Surely nothing could have happened to them. Happened? Yes, I loaned them my car this afternoon for a picnic. You loaned them... Your Grace, come to my office. Please, please. Go ahead, Your Grace. Thank you. Something has happened, I know. She's never done this before. Never. Did you phone her apartment? Four times. And? No answer. I'm sick with the worries. When was she supposed to be here? She's three hours late. I have a feeling... A feeling? That she's dead. But I loaned in my car through going to picnic. What could possibly happen? Women like Karen are... I can tell she's in danger. I feel it here in the heart. I feel it now. That she's dead. Carissima! Karen! Tell the orchestra leader to start the show. I'll be ready in five minutes. Not so fast, you idiot. But I don't understand what happened. They drove 55 minutes out of Rome and had a picnic. When they came back to the car, the front tire was flat. How could you be so stupid? Not to check the tires and no spare. Please, your they walked grace. home. Victor telephoned the garage to come out and tow the car the back. The garage? And if the garage man get there first and that car explodes, we'll... Turn on the fog light and slow down. Watch for it. It's parked on the grass at the edge of the road. How was I to know? The tires are hard to gas. Slow down. Watch for it. It's parked on the left of the road. There. There it is. Huh? Where? There. On the left. I said the left. Have you a flashlight? Huh? Yeah. And then come along. Uh. Now fix it quickly. I'll hold the flashlight. Yes, you can. Is it safe? Oh, it can't possibly explode unless the ignition is turned on. I can take it all out together. Then when the garage men tow it back, there will be nothing to show. Uh, hold the flashlight closer. Are you sure it's safe? Positive, positive. Just this little wire... I break it, and our bomb is as harmless as the bottle of a baby. There. Ah, thank heaven. Yeah. 
just can't understand what happened to him. Both of them, like that. The police say the car was parked on some sort of a buried mine. There were troop exercises on the Oppian Way a couple of days ago. There wasn't enough left of the car or the bodies to tell what happened. I got my telegram from London. Oh, what did it say? Read it. Um, Emil Valencourt's mission in Rome, your... Your murder. Yeah. Well, that seems pretty ridiculous, doesn't it? Utterly ridiculous. Uh, Victor. Yes? I wonder what his mission really was. You have just heard Ilona Massey starring in NBC's Top Secret. Transcribed stories of intrigue and espionage brought to you each week at this time. Here is Miss Massey with a preview of next week's story. Next week, an assignment in England. The tragic story of a misguided man and of a mother who did not know her son. A story of suspicion, breeding suspicion. A story of evil at high level. A story, until now, top secret. Top Secret scripts are written, directed, and produced by Harry W. Junkin. Featured with Miss Massey this evening was Alan Stevenson as Emil, Ralph Camargo as Luigi, and Bernard Grant as Victor. The music was composed and conducted by Dr. Roy Shield. This is Fred Collins speaking. Take It or Leave It provides gay entertainment for you next on NBC. This story is Top Secret. Welcome back. Well, this story is nice for some contrast as well as just some great irony. I mean, the whole setup is that uh, her assignment is to kill him, and his assignment is to kill her. And she doesn't want to kill him till he, uh, she at least knows what he's doing and what they're supposed to be preventing, uh, little knowing that it's her own death. And, of course, there is a little bit of a spark between them. And there are some parallels in their personalities, uh, and obviously their social stations. Uh, but the, uh, the program is clear throughout that she is someone who is uh, morally uh, superior uh, to the, the Count. The Count really had no hesitation about killing her in the abstract. Uh, it wasn't until... Uh, he met her that he started to uh, fall in love and therefore be uncomfortable with doing it uh, until, you know, Luigi comes up with some way for him to actually uh, do the killing in a way that's not personal. Though I will have to say I don't much care for the ending. Uh, to me, the entire episode really did 
uh, put uh, Karen in a top moral dilemma. Obviously, she has killed in the series before, but it is people, you know, that she met and that, you know, in my, I would say that in all the cases we've heard, she really did not have a choice if she wanted to stay alive. I think for her, it's an entirely different animal to uh, just go up to someone you don't know and kill them. It's the work of an assassin, and that's really not who she is. I kind of would have preferred the story if, you know, she had discovered the bomb in the car and then realized that she had to get rid of him, but still felt this hesitation about doing it because uh, she cared for him. I thought that that would have been more interesting than just having... Uh, fate, as it were, go ahead and take care of her problem for her. Then again, if she had figured out, she could always ask her assistant to do it. Though her assistant was not quite as eager about the killing as Luigi. That was a man who loved his work a lot. At any rate, uh, that is actually all for this week's episode. Join us back here next week for another episode of Top Secret. If you do have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>